0: Welcome to Writers on the Beat, where crime writers meet crime fighters. I'm your host, Gavin Reese, and I'm proud to be part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Every episode of this podcast will bring in a variety of experts to help all writers incorporate more authentic cops, crime, and criminals in their stories. Sitting across the interrogation room from me today is aspiring author Lucas Prescott. Lucas and I met while attending the International Thriller Writers Conference, Thriller Fest 19 in New York City last week at the Grand Hyatt Hotel. Lucas was gracious enough to offer a a strange guy a a seat at his table so I could make some notes from a conference, and we ended up chatting, and I think Lucas has a fantastic story that I believe a lot of aspiring authors can benefit from. Lucas, welcome to Writers on the Beat. Thanks for making time for us.
1: Uh, no problem. Thank you for having me.
0: When you and I sat down, I owe you a tremendous, tremendous debt of gratitude, because
1: how do you say it? Well, think?
0: because when, when we sat down and we were talking, it, it probably wasn't all that big a deal to you, but it totally made my day. When when we sat down and, and you were telling me your story and, and asked if I was a writer, and I'd mentioned you know, I'm mostly a retired cop, and I also write the thriller series, and you immediately... Asked me if I had a podcast, and you are the first person to recognize me because of this podcast. And I owe you a tremendous debt of gratitude for totally making my day and telling me that what I'm doing here is worthwhile and helping a couple of folks out.
1: Wow, thank you. <laughs> I'm flattered that you feel that way. When I'm up at night. Your 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 podcast. I see posted your podcast in my Twitter feed, and so you know, I always pay attention to the people in the writing community. It's just something I do, and I do. And then, and when you said podcast, I think when you said when you when you said you, you have a podcast, it just triggered in my head. And I was when you said your name was when you told me your name was Gavin, I was like, oh, there's a Gavin I know because I only know t- <laughs> I only know two Gavins, you you and you and somebody else. You know, I, I no longer deal with. So it just popped into my head. I'm like, oh. Has to be you.
0: <laughs> yeah, there there aren't that many of us out there. I'm glad you agreed to agreed to share your your story. I understand from talking to you that you had uh, had gone out to New York for both the Consult Fest and Pitch Fest as part of ITW's annual conference. Is that right? That's correct. What was the experience like of working in, or participating in both of those events? And I guess for starters, what's the difference between the two?
1: The difference, Pitch Fest, is where you. You pay, for, you pay for you to join our pitch fest and you, you're you able to pitch to a variety of authors, I mean not authors, but a variety of different literary agents and a few editors from a few of the major uh, publishing uh, companies and a few small ones as well, which is great because a lot of editors do not take uh, submissions online so it's kind of like yes. a, a, sh- a shortcut to be able to see top quality agents and get talked talk to them whereas otherwise you might not. And that goes on for about three hours. And consult fest is where you pay to have uh, a few of your pages or your query letter and synopsis uh, critiqued by agents or editors, depending on uh, the person who puts the, the ConsoleFence together, they usually randomly select like who you, who you see, but every now okay. and again, if you, if you want, you can possibly request If if you request, like, let's say the conference in July, so if you request it, like, May or early June, they'll probably work with you on who you can see if you have someone in mind.
0: Now, what's the story that you were there to pitch and to get uh, consulted on?
1: Okay, I wrote a story. Well, it's the first book in a series, it's a a suspense series, and it's called Run If You Have Roommates Like This.
0: And what would you like readers to, to know about this series, and what inspired you to start writing it?
1: Uh, what inspired me to write it was because I was just trying to find my niche in the world. You know, everybody's trying to find what we're good at, you know, our place. And so I always had people tell me that I should be writing, whether it be teachers at school or nurses at the doctor's office, or just people out in passing. So I, at first I didn't, I didn't think too much of it, but I just kept hearing the whole suggestion all the time. So I finally just, you know, one day my girlfriend we had broken up, she broke up with me, and I, I just. A former roommate had left me high and dry, so I was at a friend's house and I just used his laptop and I just said, you know what, I'm gonna write my first chapter. <laughs> and and to, answer you, to answer your question, uh, my story is basically about, uh, my first one is about four to five people who take in their friends as roommates, not knowing what they got themselves into. Uh, the fifth person moves from St. Paul to Tacoma, Washington uh, for freshly failed engagement and all seems to be going fine until he runs into his 59-year-old nymphomaniac neighbor who's not taking no for
0: an answer. That's going to have a pretty diverse audience there, I think.
1: Yes, and, and that was intended. You know, the more the more I wrote, some of the characters, I, I realized they were they were they were intended to be that way, and some of them were were meant to be ambiguous. To be like, I didn't want to just have one character just you know be one way. I wanted to be like, oh, you know, if you're from this demographic, you might be related. From that demographic, you might be able to. Relate
0: I think when when you and I had met, I think was uh, partway through Consul Fest, right? Yep. And when uh, when I sat down, you know, you being a, a very kind and gracious person, uh, was struck up a conversation pretty quickly, and I really uh, really appreciated hearing your story if you're willing to to share your experience at the consult Fest, at least that first part of it.
1: Okay, the first part. Oh wow! Um, I was assigned to Marlene Stringer. actually, I had asked to be assigned to her just because I had this this gut instinct feeling that I should ask to be assigned to her. I wasn't expecting to get get the assignment, but I was blessed, you know, to have that. So I met Marlene, and prior to meeting her, I had received an email saying that she wanted some extra pages of my novel. She wanted my synopsis, and so I I was just on cloud nine walking in there, just super happy, you know, so with her and I met, although I'm not... The right fit for the genre that she wants to represent. Um, she did give Marlene did give valuable feedback on where I was going wrong on my query letter and my synopsis, and I and I felt like that really that really hit the majority of the feedback it really hit home, and it felt like it was working. I almost was signed last year, but it just wasn't the right fit. It it opened the door for me to learn that when you have an agent author relationship, it needs to be in sync. It needs to be you know. Both parties need to be on the same page. And if both parties are not on the same page, then it's going to be short-lived, if it even lives at all.
0: Yeah, and the the thing about our our conversation at at that moment out in front of the elevators that, that really struck me that you're very likely going to end up finding success with this book was when you told me that while the book wasn't right for her to represent at this time, she said she wanted an autographed copy when it did get published.
1: Oh, yes, correct. I forgot about that. Yes, Marlene... Marlene said that she wanted an autographed copy when it's published, and like she even went out of her way during PitchFest to say hi to me. Like she was just saying hi, she's like, "Hey, hi, you She was very energetic, and that actually meant a lot to me because you know my agent experiences up until PitchFest has been kind of a lot, a lot of, lot more missed than hit
0: the typical writer experience, right, is that we get dozens, if not hundreds, of of rejections and all the all the query rejections that I've gotten are all just basic form letters, you know? Uh sorry, great for appreciate the submission, but we're not interested or, you know, it doesn't fit our current model at this time. But there's never anything personal, you know, and I think the the comment, the interaction that you got to have is invaluable from I think a a writer's perspective to get that kind of feedback but also that you know it's not just you know a solid no that was unbelievably encouraging to me that you're really going to end up being successful with this.
1: I want to add on to that and say when I went to Pitchfest of course you're not going to have not you per se but just in general an author's not going to have success with every agent at Pitchfest if so god bless you but uh, <laughs> what what stood out to me from my experiences was that I I had at least four to five where you could tell the energy was there, the connection was there. You know, I, I, I pitched my story to a few agents, two stood out to where one agent was so happy, like, and joy, she just, she, she spilled her water because she couldn't stop laughing, which I'm not laughing at her, we're all human, we make mistakes.
0: <laughs> yes. You know? and, and,
1: and the second agent, um, she was so happy, she almost spit out her water because she just couldn't stop laughing. And both of those agents requested a, a large portion of my manuscript.
0: Oh, that's fantastic! Have you already gotten feedback from them on the on the uh, the manuscript?
1: What I did get was the agent who who spilled her water. She messaged me this morning. Yes. Yeah, it was early this morning, and she said, "You know, I love your thank you note because when I got home, I sent her a thank you note because I didn't want her feeling bad about spilling water." You know, it was all good. We're all, you know, mistakes happen. And I sent her a thank you note and she said, you know, I, I really liked your thank you note. You know, I'm going to get back to you soon.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's, uh, I would expect, you know, any time that I've submitted a query, it's weeks or months before I hear anything back. The only exception was the, the query I submitted uh, when I got picked up. And beyond that one, it's, it takes an awful long time for these folks to get through their, the volume of work they've got ahead of them. And you know, with the agents having become the real gatekeepers of the traditional publishing industry, rather than the publishers themselves, uh, I really believe their workload has probably gone up by orders of magnitude. I would say, especially
1: if they're a popular or well-known agency. Like mm-hmm. I, 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 I some agencies where I met some agents there, and I know they're not going to get back to me until like probably twelve weeks from now or less. Uh, just, at, just because some of the lines were were we're just full, like not say full, but just packed, Which yes. I would recommend anyone who goes to real estate and hears this and feels motivated to go and go to pitch test. When it's time to get in line, make sure you try to get to the first the first round of people because that line that pitch test line wraps around. And so that was one thing I could say that helped me. I I I didn't participate too much in the practice for kitchen, for but they they offered for 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 authors to agents. Mm-hmm. I think authors to unsigned authors. I just kind of just avoided that and went to the front of the line and just waited, <laughs> just, just because I know my pitch, you know, to a T. And so that I will say that helped, honestly. Because that about fifteen twenty minutes later, after everybody got
0: in, it was like a madhouse. <laughs> wow. So between the the two, if you were going to go back next year, would and you could not go to both, would you choose consult fest or pitch fest?
1: That's a great question. Well. I would say, let's say, I I would I would recommend PitchFest. I would I would recommend that more so than ConsoleFest, slightly more just because you that's where an author will have the chance to to meet a lot of agents you might see online or hear about, but never see them in person until you go go to PitchFest. And not just those, but editors you probably won't be able to talk to otherwise. So I feel like that's a once in a lifetime chance.
0: What was the the feedback like that you got at uh, at Console Fest? I know we spoke a little bit about that. Um, I, I as I recall, I think you must have just walked out not too long before we talked, as you were still holding the the manuscript with some notes on it, and I think still digesting a lot of that. Did you end up taking a lot of that feedback into account? Did it, all of it resonate with you, or just some parts?
1: For me, it was about eighty five percent out of one hundred. That resonated with me. Wow. But I talked to other authors and they depending on who they saw, it was subjective to them. And like where where it was some that were like they felt the same amount or more or less or a little bit less resonated, but then it was some people I talked to who had to come so fast that doesn't resonate. So I think it's just I don't want to say look at the draw, but who you who
0: you get and who you connect with. Now of the eighty five percent of the these Presumed changes that you, you may be making to the to the manuscript. How long do you think it's going to be before you have that back and ready and totally complete and ready for submission again?
1: I was on it immediately. I I was I got I got back last last weekend, mm-hmm. so I jumped on. It. I even jumped on it at the co- at the conference at I, I maybe I shouldn't have did this, but it, it was messing with me to where after after the console fest appointment. I sat down in
0: elevators and just got to work. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I, I really appreciated the energy that you had and the I guess the overall acceptance you had of the, the process and also the criticism that a lot of that was gonna end up, you know, going into the book, making the book better and therefore obviously more marketable for you and for the agents and the publishers and hopefully more welcoming to the public. At this point, would you recommend aspiring authors in your position to make sure that they're booking their reservations, registrations rather, for Thriller Fest 20 next year?
1: I most definitely would. What I would say to any unpublished author or any author trying to get you know, get published through a publishing company, I would say um, register immediately. Make sure you're, you know, get, maybe work on getting your, your novel in the best shape it can be up until Thriller Fest. Uh, definitely, definitely. I, I would highly recommend. I've been to other conferences in the past, and I felt like this was this was a conference that was professional. You could tell a lot of conferences I've been to, it feels like it's competition, but it felt like a lot of authors were supportive of each other. You know, That was one thing I could say, too. While I was a pitch test, some of the lines were long during the second and third hour, so at that point, I got to meet other authors, and I got to see other authors pitching, and I was, I was so happy for them because I heard some of their stories, and you could just see their their, their journey, and I just, you know, it, just, it just felt good to see authors supporting other authors. And I've never seen
0: that before. Yeah, that was one of the most unique things. This was also my first Thriller Fest, and I was incredibly amazed at how generous everyone was there with their time, uh, how willing they were to share their expertise, to answer questions, to to really share what their experience, good and bad, has been You know, moving their way up the mountain and trying to help drag all the rest of us along. I'm incredibly grateful for the opportunity to have gone, and I'm already making plans for next year. I think uh, I think it's a fantastic organization that really wants authors to be successful and to, to put their best foot forward.
1: I, I agree with that. I feel like one of my goals, one of my author goals, is when I go back to World I want to be an established author, and I would like to be on one of their panels.
0: What uh, what panels do you see yourself being involved in? What are the topics you think you could help other people out with? I would like to I would
1: like to help people with, write out like help people with their bring out the emotions in their novels because I feel like that's one of my strong in my novel where I have good emotional content and I feel like I can help other authors in that area.
0: What are your plans from this point forward for further developing your book and, and marketing yourself? Are you going to start submitting queries to additional agents while you're waiting on these two? What's what's the plan?
1: Ironically, yesterday I was submitting. I was I was I was talking to a friend and we were just we were we were going over different agents who are not at Thrillerfest. Yeah. And we were he was just giving me his advice on what he thought looked like some good ones and we were just comparing and I submitted. I submitted to probably about three or four extra ones. In addition to, I have an agent who was not at Thriller Fest, and she told me to send her a revised copy of my first chapter. So that iron is in the fire. So right now I'm just playing the waiting game after doing those submissions, and I'm working on my next novel as well. It's, it's pretty much the sequel.
0: So at this point, it sounds like it's fair to say that there's a, there's a competition for Lewis Prescott's manuscript. Is that accurate?
1: Yes, that's accurate. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that. I, I'm, I'm grateful. I, I was just telling a friend of mine. I said I wouldn't be surprised if, with within these twelve weeks, I start to get maybe four to five, maybe more, good offers, and we'll just see what feels right.
0: That's fantastic, and I really admire um, and appreciate the the confidence you have in in your writing and and the process of getting published and and getting your name out there, especially that you're already starting work on the next book, as my as my publisher keeps telling me, nothing sells your current book like your next book. So what's the what's the next book about in this sequel?
1: The next book uh, is about well first of all the title for the next one is Run right, If you have like this, run harder. And, <laughs> thank you. And this, the second one is about basically Picking up where the first one left off, where it where it's basically just asked this, I'm bringing some of the the villains back, but I'm giving mm-hmm. them new roommates, <laughs> and everything pretty much is just going to be elevated. The craziness, the, the laughter, the, the emotion, the drama, the action scenes, everything is going to be heightened uh, from the first one because the first one I was just going off instincts, you know, mm-hmm. just go go what felt right, but this time. I have more of a plan of where I want to take certain characters and you know what I want to do with them and
0: what I don't want to do. To them. Uh, have you considered turning this into a into a screenplay for a, a TV series or a a long form like Netflix? I'm open to the
1: idea. I have never thought about that, but I'm open to the idea. Yes.
0: As I, as you were you describing the the book and especially the in the sequel, like in in my mind I'm I'm picturing this as like, you know, a, a 30 to 45-minute next Netflix binge watch that somebody would uh, spend a weekend shut in to to take everything in.
1: Oh, wow. I'm honored that you said that because, you know, it, it was it was a few scenes in my first novel, and even where I broke it now, the second one, where it was like I was writing it, but in my head, like I was writing it, you type it on the laptop, but in my head, I could just see it. I, I would feel like flashes like I'm in a movie or something and I'm watching mm-hmm. it, you know?
0: Yeah, that's uh, pretty commonly the way that my mind works when I'm writing is a, it's almost that I'm just documenting the the movie running through my head. And I think it makes it uh, makes it easier for me to document that way. But at the same time, it also means I kind of disappear into this uh, this other world that when something happens in my real life, like, you know, my dogs come up and startle me. It ends up uh, literally jerking me out of this, this other fantasy world. And I uh, get tired of being startled sometimes, but it's a good for creative process.
1: I like that you said that because I've I've gone through that too. I actually had a candid moment, which I which is another reason why I like Thrillerfest because we were I was at a panel I think Thursday or Friday morning. It was Friday morning, it was Thursday morning, excuse me. And I thought no one was in the room because I was in there early, so I was acting out a scene out loud. <laughs> and um, I, I thought because sometimes if i walk into the store, or the library, whatever, I'll just act out a scene a little here and there you know but sometimes people look at you like you're weird you know and so uh this i wasn't alone in the room long story short it was another author in there and we, we started laughing He was like no no don't worry don't worry he's like i do it too you're safe <laughs> so it, it, it felt good to be in a, in a moment where it's like okay other
0: get this you know yeah that was one of the other things that really felt great about being at thriller fest is that you're so surrounded with all these other creatives and people who understand what it is to sit alone at a keyboard and lay your soul to bear for the rest of the world, and then to get criticism on that and have to have the guts and the intestinal fortitude to keep writing regardless of what people say about your voice. And that's, uh, that's a rare thing. I, I, I was just going to say, I just add on to what you said, and I agree with
1: that. I, 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 as an author, I had to grow comfortable with with not worrying about criticism, it was it was i think we might have talked about this our, the person environment reiterate it was dan brown on his twitter before somebody took it down but i heard it in the master class as well he says right as if nobody is watching
0: that's not a bad plan so what's what's next on the on the agenda for lucas we've got the the sequel that you're working on right now and what else other projects do you have going on the fire
1: I have been slowly outlining ideas for my third novel. Yeah, I've been, I've been working on that. And I, I, I have a title for that one. And I call that one, Run If You Have Rates Like This, Run Harder Next
0: Time. <laughs> Almost got away.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> where, can, uh, where can other authors uh, find you on social media, connect with you, maybe share some stories, inspiration, and, and you guys can, we can all help keep each other energized and on task.
1: Um, this fall, I'm working on I'm going to work on getting a website built, uh, but until then, I can be reached on Twitter, and I can be reached on
0: Instagram at pin on a train. And I greatly, greatly appreciate you making time to, to speak with me, Lucas. I think that your story is really incredible, both from a personal perspective of, of your development as a writer, but also that I... Based on everything that's happened, I, I have to believe that you were just about on the, the cusp of publication. And that's certainly, you know, one of the one of the steps toward, you know, the decade we have to put in to become an overnight success in this business.
1: I, I agree with you, especially because people people look at people, just artists in general, when, when we obtain some kind of success. And some people will say, oh, you just got it, you know, a year or two. It just happened like that. And No, it did not have been at this since. 2012, yeah, it's about the fall of, about the fall of end of summer, early fall of
0: 2012. When one of these agents responds to you positively in the next uh, next few weeks or next month, uh, you will have beat the odds by at least three years then. Congratulations in advance. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate
1: that. Well, I'm gonna say this too. This is my first interview with anyone, you know, in regards to getting my book off the ground and just in general, so when I, I wanna come back, when when things are when when I'm at the next stage in my career and all that good stuff, I definitely would like if you would, if you would have me there.
0: Absolutely, I would I would love to hear the next uh, the next chapter in this story and uh, share it with everybody else as we're all working our way up the mountain, hopefully arm in arm, helping each other march up onward and upward. Always, right? Right. You've been listening to Writers on the Beat, where crime writers meet crime fighters. Copyrighted broadcast to the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I'm your host, Gavin Reese, and this episode's guest has been aspiring author Lucas Prescott. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Be safe out there.